freelancer or employee, which one is for you? Coming up. Hello and welcome back to the Freelanceverse. Thanks so much for coming back to the channel. This week's topic is about uh, freelance translators versus employed translators. What are the differences? I know that a lot of you guys uh, are still translation students or recent graduates or future graduates with the question, you know, it always comes up like, should I go freelance? Should I go employed? What's the best way for me to go? Like on the employed side, you can be an employed translator in a corporation, if in a big company, they usually have internal in-house translators, or you can be employed by a translation agency, right? It's also a bit different because then you work for several clients. So you have these two on one side and you have the freelancer on the other side. Today, I want to uh, go through different topics of comparison between the two working types. Uh, the first one is working hours. The second one is salary, uh, the money in general. Then we have uh, the work environment. Then I look at the services slash the content. So what you're actually working on. And in the end, more of a miscellaneous category about business things that you have to do as a freelancer that you don't do as an employed person. Before we get into the comparison, make sure to let me know in the comments what work type you guys are going for. I know a lot of you are freelancers, but I also know that there are several employed in the comments and also some people that don't know yet what's best for them, right? And of course, always subscribe when you're done there. So let's get straight into topic number one, working hours. Of course, there's a, one obvious difference, right? When you're an employed person, you have regular fixed working hours that you work in a day or a week. Uh, whereas as a freelancer, you don't have that. You, ha you are your own boss, so you decide when you work, right? It doesn't mean that you can't have regular hours as a freelancer. My hours are quite regular, actually. On, an, on a normal day, I, I usually start between seven and eight and I finish between five and six. So that's quite normal. Uh, but of course I give myself longer breaks sometimes, I, I schedule like doctor's appointments in the middle of the day and it's no problem, right? Uh, or I go to the gym or running in the middle of the day and you can't really do that as an employed person. Uh, so if fixed working hours is something important for you, then employed is probably better especially because you need a lot of willpower and self-motivation uh, as a freelancer to actually keep working, uh, get up early or not early, like you can work whenever you want but you need to get the job done. Uh, so definitely only certain types of people can work as a freelancer. Uh, willpower and self-motivation is very high on the list of priorities. Moving on to money, the salary. Uh, salary is in every profession is always very interesting, especially in the translator pro profession, because it varies so, so much, right? From language to language, from, from country to country, from person to person even. Um, one thing that's for sure, similar with the working hours, as an employed translator, you have a fixed income. Maybe you get the bonus at the end of the year, maybe you get the 13th salary, but you have a fixed yearly income and that's it. Whereas as a freelancer, you don't have that. You have a variable income and that can be really tough for certain people. So it takes a special kind of person to be able to, to, uh, to be motivated by that. Like for me personally, it's motivating to me knowing that every month I can build up my money to where I want it to be, you know, and it's not just fixed every month the same, no matter how much effort I put in. That's tough for some people, especially when you consider that during holidays, you don't make any money, right? So uh, all your money that you're making next to holidays and being sick and taking time off has to compensate for your time off. Translator, the profession, as you know, as many of you know, is not a profession where you necessarily get rich very quick. I mean, it's possible, I've seen people, but it's not a very highly paid uh, position, unfortunately. A quick Google search actually showed that uh, the, the average salary for a translator um, uh, after college in the UK is 27,000 pounds a year. 
In the US it's $45,000 and in Belgium it's $35,000 euros a year. As you see that's not very much right for these for the standard of living in these specific countries. Uh, of course that's an average so it's but yeah just I mean it's the, all the information we have so we have to roll with that. Now as a freelancer of course you start at zero so the benefit of an employed position is whether or not you have any experience, if you get the job, you have to, the 45,000 US dollars a year you have fixed, you know, it, and probably it goes up every year if you can negotiate with your boss. Whereas as a freelancer, you start at zero. You have to build it from ground up, right? But the benefit there is that there is no cap. You can go as high as you want, right? If you keep pushing, there is room for improvement every year and usually quite a lot more than a pay raise you would get as an employee, right? If you really push it, you can I don't know, you can raise your revenue by 10-20% every year. Uh, of course, once it will get smaller the margin, but if you always keep working on finding new clients that pay better because you, they value your more experience, in the end, yeah, you can raise it every year ideally, right? That's my goal at least. And of course, you also have to look at your own countries, like what are, what are the, the salaries there? Does it make sense to go freelance? Me personally, here in Belgium, I can make way more money than as an employed translator because they're not very well paid here. Uh, so for me, it, it only makes sense to, to work as a, as a freelancer, especially because I don't want to only translate, right? That's another point that comes up later. As an employed translator, chances are you're translating maybe some proofreading and that's it. But me, I want to build way more into my into my business. Now also this YouTube thing, you know, I want to I want to build something way bigger than than just the translation profession. Next up, work environment. So the main difference, of course, is uh, as an employed translator, you have colleagues. And I know that this is very important for some people to have colleagues, to have a strong support structure at work, uh, to be able to go out for drinks at the end, to to chit chat at the at the water cooler, etc. It really takes a, 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 a special kind of person to be able to work alone as a freelancer most of the time, because that's what will happen. As, an, as a self-employed translator, unless you go uh, take an office with someone and you work there uh, full time, then you have colleagues kind of, not really still, but you at least have people around you. But chances are you will mostly work alone and you need to be aware of that, right? Very early in the in this YouTube journey, I made a video about that. You can click here if you want to. Uh, just a warning, it was one of the first videos. So there's no microphone, there's a shitty camera. So, <laughs> but of course, uh, you, can go, you can go check it out if you want to. So before you go freelance, make sure you are aware what it means for you, for your, for your mental state, for your uh, working environment, etc. Uh, of course, in an employed position, you would get either just the jobs from the corporation, so it would you would get very specialized in a specific uh, topic because let's say you're working at a very big insurance worldwide, you will mostly deal with insurance type texts, right? And you get very specialized, granted only for one specific client, for your employer, but still, like if you did later decide to go freelance, you would definitely become an insurance translator, if you know what I mean. In an agency, you work uh, on several clients usually, but still you would just get the jobs that, that the company feeds you, but it's more similar in terms of content type to a freelancer when you work in an agency, right? The only difference is that as a freelancer, you have to find the jobs on your own, right? As an agency, you just get probably in your inbox in the morning, you see what you have to do this day and that's it. As a freelancer, everything around you have to get to the job. Of course, as an employee, you have to adapt to the working style of a certain company, right? So if if uh, they all start at seven and they tell you you have to, you also have to go start at seven, right? If they want you to come in instead of working from home, you have to. So you're kind of uh, dependent on the boss, on the company or the corporation. 
Whereas as a freelancer, you have all the freedom. That's why it's called freelancer. So you can choose where to work, when to work, what to work on. So that's the main difference in the, in the working environment. Next up would be content and specialization, but I just mentioned this in the previous point, right? So uh, as an employee, you're much more specialized in one thing. As a freelancer, you have to build your own specialization with various jobs coming in. And to finish it off in the miscellaneous business category, I just wanted to really like include the main, main, main difference between the two. When you're employed, it's quite comfortable. You don't have to do any marketing, any accounting, uh, any legal stuff, any taxes, invoicing, nothing, right? That's all done by the employer. You just go in, you work your job and you go again. So if this is your style, then definitely go for this option because as a freelancer, there is so much stuff that's unpaid coming with it that people are not really thinking about before they are starting. And that's, I know of, I've heard from many people that that's the main thing that's stopping them from pursuing this career because me personally, I love this aspect, right? I, this, is, this is what makes it interesting for me uh, that you have to do everything on your own. But for a lot of people, this is where, where, where they draw the line, where it just doesn't work. Of course, if you're big enough, if you can uh, afford it, you can outsource all these things. You can outsource uh, invoicing. I outsourced my accounting, which helps me a lot. I, I can tell you that. Even the marketing, you can outsource if you want to, right? But for me personally, that, that's, that's the little spark that makes a freelancer. And uh, you can always come up with new ideas to approach clients, new ideas to, to build a community like this one, right? So you have way more freedom, but you have to use this freedom wisely. If you just lay back and wait for something to happen, it's not gonna happen. On the freelancer side, you have to be way more active and pro proactive, I think. In terms of career opportunities, I don't think the two are very competing with each other. I think if you're a freelancer and you apply for an internal position, that, that's very good experience, right? You can show what you've done usually. So I'm not worried about that. You can easily switch from one thing to the other. So if you think like later on you want to be in a big corporation, the main translator, but you want to start freelance, that's fine, go ahead. I would probably go the other way around if I were you. If I fresh, if you're fresh from college, I would probably take an intern position or a, an entry translator's position in a company or a, a agency. And once you build up experience and a specialization, then you can go freelance. That makes more sense for me personally, but of course it's up to you. That's it. I hope this comparison makes sense for you. Uh, the two options are very good. The key is that you find the one that's fitting for you so you can actually make use of your skills in this very nice profession. Uh, good luck for you. Let me know in the comments if you decide which one you want to go for. And I see you next Monday with another video. Bye bye.